0: Kiss me, sir! came the unexpected request as Stephen was pulled into the darkened room. He started to chuckle, thinking it was some sort of joke set up by his friends. Slender arms wrapped around his neck and pulled his head downwards. The slim figure holding on to him pressed herself against his large frame. Please, kiss me, hide me, please don't let them find me came an urgent whisper. Whether it was the sound of real fear in the whispering voice, or the devil in him, Stephen bent down and kissed the lips being offered. He turned his back to the door and kicked it shut, enclosing them completely in darkness. They were hidden from the rest of the company. The noise of the party was deadened by the thick wood of the door, focusing his attention on the unexpected diversion. He had not seen the lady accosting him, but he could tell by her voice he did not know her. He might not always remember the name of every light-skirt he had sought pleasure from, but voices and bodies he did remember. She had sounded young and slightly frightened, which was unusual in a household connected to his acquaintance, Baron Kersel. The ladies who attended his house-parties were usually a lot older in years and ways, so it was odd to hear the voice of someone younger than normal. Although they tried to hide it, the weariness of life could often be heard in the voices of the ladies who worked there. This voice sounded frightened, desperate maybe, but not world-weary, not yet anyway. He should have resisted the kiss. The fear in her voice would have given any decent man pause, but although he did wonder about her identity, the moment her lips touched his, more firmly than the hesitant touch that had first been offered, he forgot all his musings. He had never been kissed by an innocent, but he knew immediately that she was. Her kiss was tentative, delicate, and yet searching, as if she were desperate to make the kiss count.' He found the combination to be an unexpectedly heady mix, and, for a few moments, he was lost to the experience, something uncurling in his stomach and filling his body with warmth. He wondered at the sensation, and it was enough to bring him back to his senses. He tried to pull back from her. He might be a devil, but he did not ruin young girls, or put himself in the position of being forced into marriage— Dallying with innocence ran the risk of unwanted and unlooked-for consequences. His thoughts made him pause and move away a little, as if to release him from her hold, but his slight movement caused her to wrap her hands more firmly around his neck. "'Please,' she whispered against his lips, "'I need you, only you.' He was lost." "'Never in his life had he been asked "'in such a heart-wrenching way for anything. "'He had been persuaded, cajoled, "'and even demanded of by one or two forward ladies, "'but never with such desperate appeal, "'and never for his help. "'Most of the ladies of his acquaintance wanted his money, "'jewels, or worse still, marriage. "'But they never wanted him. "'He returned the kiss, gently at first guiding her inexperience, She moaned against his mouth, and he suppressed a smile. The old Halkin charm could still work, even in the dark. He continued to plunder her mouth, using his tongue to explore every part of her. As his kiss deepened, she leaned into him even more, using his body as support. They both paused when the door opened, and the voice of Baron Kersell interrupted their kiss. "'Someone's in here. Who is it?' The girl inhaled sharply and tried to huddle into Stephen. She moved her hands from around his neck and tucked them in front of her, trying to make herself as small as possible. Stephen moved his hand slowly across her back in reassurance. "'It's Halkin. Close the door!' he snapped, not even looking back. Who's with you? The Baron demanded. Let me see her. Stephen turned further away from the door,